0: Welcome to Friday Friends, R.I. Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals
1: providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals.
0: Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Friday. It is July 22nd and we are in the middle of a heat wave in case you haven't noticed. Uh, I am Deb Burton, the executive director of RI Elder Info and founder of rielderinfo.com. And every week at nine o'clock, I come here on social media and I join you via podcast as well to get you the information and resources you need to remain safe and happy and healthy in the community that you choose to be in. And we have a really, really important topic, a real hot topic, you might say, that we're talking about today, Um, but it really can be a lifesaver. So it's really important that you hit the like button and the share button and get this information out today, Um, today in particular, and over the next couple of days, it's going to be vitally important. For people to have what we're talking about today. And as you know, we are a nonprofit, so we could not do this work without the support of our sponsors and our donors, for whom we are extremely grateful. So, thank you to Aetna, they are a Medicare provider, and Oak Street Health, they're a primary care provider here in the state. United Healthcare, also Medicare, they uh, also work with individuals who receive Medicaid. And let's see, Tamarisk Assisted Living. They are an amazing assisted living right in Warwick. And what you're watching right now is through the magic of 321 Media. Ben is behind the scenes making this all look great. And if you visited rielderinfo.com, which I encourage you to do, you have seen the work of England Studio. They're an award-winning marketing and website design team Um Located right over in Quonset, but happy to help you anywhere in the country. The same thing with 321 Media, located right here in the beautiful Westerly, but also available to help you literally anywhere in the world. So today, I would like to welcome Jason Rhodes, who runs the EMS for the Rhode Island Department of Health. Welcome, Jason. Good
1: morning, Deb, and thank you for uh, having me on today.
0: How are you?
1: I'm excellent, thank you. Staying cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I wanted to to come on because we are in the middle of this heat wave, and you know, for some of us, heat and humidity really means like our hair looks like a broom. <laughs> but it, it, I was looking at some information, and heat is actually one of our number one weather killers. What can people do when it's crazy hot, like it's been the next? Last few days and the next coming days, where it's in the nineties and humid, what can people, particularly our older adults, do to stay safe?
1: So, so I think it's it's uh, really important. Deb, first of all, is to monitor the weather, right? Be be very judicious about monitoring the news um, and understanding what's coming ahead, so you can start to plan ahead. Right, planning is very important and uh and understanding that a heat wave is coming and what that's going to mean for for you as an individual do you need to stock up on some things do you need to get yourself prepared in order to to get through that particular period so
0: almost like when a blizzard's coming
1: almost yes yes well a hurricane blizzard or whatever so a heat wave is a uh you know it's a weather emergency so we need to um uh, treat it as such um so, um, and, and again, so different things do happen during a heat wave weather emergency, right? We could, there's a potential of electrical issues because the transmission lines have more difficulty uh, pushing electricity through when it's super hot out. Um, so there's a possibility you could lose some power. So all those things come into play as well. So being prepared is, uh, is vitally important. Uh, but from an individual perspective, as we get into a heat wave, um, probably two of the most important things we can do is one, slow down. Um, if we can uh, work inside, uh, do uh, whether it's uh, a vocation or a, a hobby, we need to pull ourselves inside into cool weather, especially during the heat of the day. Um, mm. You know, from that 10 o'clock to about six o'clock time frame, when it's really hot and it's really humid and the sun's high, um, we really need to... You know, again, planning ahead to see if we can get ourselves um, into uh, into a habit of doing. If we need to do some work outside, doing it early in the morning or later on at night as the sun starts to as the sun starts to set. So that'll be uh, that'll be important as well. Um, and two, uh, and, and probably the most important thing is staying well hydrated, drinking lots of water. Start drinking water in the morning um, as you get up. Make that part of your routine. Um, start drinking water before you get thirsty. Oh. So you don't so get don't, don't wait
0: until you're thirsty. Because a lot of times I think it's like, oh, I'm kind of hot. I'm thirsty. Right. Um, let me go grab my iced coffee.
1: Right, right. Exactly. So we know. So water is very important. While there's plenty of water in coffee, <laughs> we yeah. also know that caffeine is a diuretic. So Okay. So uh, uh, coffee or tea, um, again, will increase your urination so we want to keep as much fluid as we can in our bodies during a heat wave um so important again to push push the water again start drinking it early uh, early and often and again (laughs) don't wait till you're thirsty and uh, that will definitely help you through your day
0: now how does heat impact our older bodies our bodies when we get older is probably the more correct <laughs> sentence um how does the heat affect us differently than say you know the the 22 year old who you know is out jogging in this dreadful weather
1: sure sure so um so one thing i've uh, i've always remembered is my father always said i've never seen anybody who's jogging with a smile on their face um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> true um
1: but Yes. So so as we age, our bodies change, right? And one of the things that's very important to remember is especially uh, to remember the medications that that you take. Certain medications can affect um, your body's heat regulation and can sometimes cause heat intolerance among those very, very common medications that a lot of people take. Um, For example, uh, antihistamines, um, beta blockers for hypertension or uh, elevated heart rate. Uh, some calcium channel blockers as well, um, some of the, um, some of the uh, antipsychotics, such as like Haldol, um, and uh, tricyclic antidepressants, and uh, one of the other ones I wanted to mention is um, commonly over-the-counter uh, medications as well, like, uh, like a Sudafed, um or a pseudoephedrine Pseudoephedrine, um, th- because they all, they all have effects upon your, 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 uh, your vasculature, so you therefore, know,
0: it's very interesting that you you mentioned the over the counters because I think a lot of times, you know, um, I've talked about polypharmacy before, but we don't necessarily think about the stuff that we're just grabbing off the the pharmacy shelf. You know, our vitamins, our minerals, the, you know, <clears throat> with the pollen the way it was in the spring, like the Benadryls, and how mm-hmm. those might impact. So you're saying even those things. Are impacted by the heat and how our body processes it.
1: Yes, absolutely. So you, so let's let's uh, think of a uh, scenario, Deb. If you have seasonal allergies and they're particularly bad, oh yeah, cause it, cause it, <laughs> and they were <laughs> they were for many people this year, right? Yes. Um, and you're you're congested. You could conceivably, you know, go to the pharmacy over the counter, get some some Benadryl, get some uh, some Sudafed you know, commonly used together. Um, and both of those can have uh, an effect causing heat intolerance, um, especially in a uh, in an older person. So, important to remember that. The other one I wanted to mention, um, Deb, was uh, some of the dopaminergics that I use, like car uh, carbodopa or levodopa for people with Parkinson's disease. Okay. Um, and again, as we know, Parkinson's uh, disease can lead to Parkinson's dementia.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: uh important to, to keep good track of our loved ones um, who are afflicted with that disease, especially if they're taking those particular medications during a heat wave.
0: Oh, that—that that is actually really good. I did not know that. Um, you know, I'm thinking that as we take, you know, the medications that our doctor prescribed, we're taking it exactly as prescribed, like we're not doing anything wrong, but then we start drinking more water like we need to in the heat. Does that in effect or, or could that for some medications actually flush those medications out of our system? So, you know, if we're taking a, a pill um, at morning and lunch and, and dinner, but if we're drinking a lot of water that all of a sudden it's really not lasting until lunch or dinner, is that possible?
1: It, I, I'm sure anything's possible, but most medications are cleared through the liver, okay, um, and not as many through the kidneys. So that that is a potential. If you have a concern, you should always reach out to your primary care physician um, to see if that's a a particular area of uh, interest or concern. Um, but more probably more likely of a scenario is that you, if if you're on a diuretic such as like HCTZ or uh, uh, Lasix. Um, furosemide, you by drinking more water you're going to increase the, the the need to urinate um and yes that may happen and and certainly understandable that may be a deterrent <laughs> uh, because some folks may not want to um, have that experience but yeah
0: and you know what and it sometimes running to the bathroom gets a little more challenging as sure. we get older you know arthritis things stiffen up and so running to the bathroom, in itself becomes a challenge.
1: <laughs> sure. So I think that's where the planning we, we spoke about at the beginning of the, of the program today becomes important. Uh, understanding that, yes, you're going to have to plan today a little bit. There's going to be more bathroom breaks uh, for sure. So uh, make that, you know, just understand and realize that and make that part of your day, over, you know, for this, you know, four or five day stretch of, uh, of a heat wave.
0: So if, Somebody feels like maybe they are getting impacted, so uh, by the heat. What are indicators that it you, you could be in trouble or you need to like get out of the heat now. Like what's a good uh, indicator?
1: Sure. So if we look at the spectrum of heat related emergencies, there's really a kind of a three step process. So obviously, we want to recognize things early. The first thing we can we would experience is something called heat cramps and okay. then which can then lead into heat exhaustion and finally a very uh, um very very serious condition known as heat stroke oh, natural sure we, we we've all he- heard of those things but so it's kind of it's really a spectrum um as it and it, as it progresses so the first thing i do is be able to recognize what heat cramps are right yes you know you're probably a little bit overworked you're sweating you feel dizzy your pulse rate for you is has is elevated and it feels like it's racing. Um, I don't want to put a number on it um, because some folks are taking beta blockers or calcium channel blockers, which drastically reduce their resting heart rate um, because of some of other medical conditions they have. So if it feels really fast for you, um, we want to recognize that as well because at this point the body recognizes it's starting it's losing fluid. So it's, it flips the switch that, all right, I know I'm starting to get in trouble. So I know that I'm gonna breathe a little faster. I'm gonna elevate my heart rate to try to push the fluid I have around uh, um, better. So, um, and part of that process is my muscles start to cramp because they've lost water and electrolytes as well. So um, if we recognize that um, also, um, especially in older folks, we can start to see some swelling in dependent areas, like in your ankles and your feet. Um, that's a, a, a very common sign as well. So when we hit that situation, time to get indoors, time mm-hmm. to start rehydrating. Um, also, electrolyte replacement is important, too. So like a, a Gatorade or a um, sports drink uh, is yep. important. No no energy drinks because they're full of caffeine. And again, as we know, that helps. That's a diuretic. So, um, So again, dizziness, elevated heart rate some swelling in your feet and ankles and cramps in your, your core muscles. Um, and it's time to, time to get inside, get cool. Um, you can use, um, you know, uh, aggressive cooling is okay. Um, you know, with, a with, um, some, uh, cool towels around your neck, um, and a fan, right. Cause okay. we want to get uh, that kind of, uh, convective, um, Fanning is important because that's how perspiration works. We perspire to get fluid onto our skin, and the wind will help um, remove that that uh, perspiration and keep us cool. So we can and, rec- we can recreate that with water and a fan.
0: And that's where the humidity really plays into it because that humidity, when the humidity is high, your body can't like it's not going into the air because the air is already itself. Right, saturated.
1: It's satur- absolutely. So it's saturated. So that process doesn't work as well. Absolutely, when it's humid. Um. So is it, it,
0: yeah. Is it go ahead, go ahead. safe if if somebody's having you know some difficulty? Is it safe to like? I don't know, spray them down with the cold water from the hose. Obviously you wouldn't necessarily do that for our elders, but you know, or, or get the cold water or the ice out of the fridge. Or, you know, some people say if you put the cold water on him, on someone who's overheated, they'll have a heart attack.
1: So when we get to the point where we recognize somebody is in heat stroke, so Mm -hmm. we said there was a continuum here. So we've talked about heat cramps. Then we move into heat exhaustion. Um, Which is your body can't stay cool very well anymore um they'll be very very thirsty now dizziness has increased weak nauseated um again very rapid heart rate right now and a lot of perspiration very cool but that cool clammy perspiration because your body is really recognizing now all right i'm going to shut off my peripheral circulation because i'm in trouble and i'm going to shunt all the blood i have to my to my core to my organs
0: is that um, when you get all red in the face?
1: Very red in the face, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that it's that cool, clammy perspiration, um, and you know you you know, right? They they're very pale, um, and you know that they're in trouble. If they move to heat stroke, this is an absolute medical emergency, um, where they may faint, they may become their mental status may become very altered, um, with behavioral changes. Body temp is over hundred and four degrees. We're approaching 105, 106. The skin is probably going to be dry because you have no fluid left to perspire. Okay. So very hot skin. There may be some residual wetness from perspiration, but mostly dry. Um, and I said they're no longer sweating. So this is a again a true emergency. Once we reach that point, Deb, they need to be cooled immediately. Okay. However, that may be whether it's uh, cold water, ice packs, um, especially to uh, places on the body where large arteries come to the surface. So that's why we talk about putting uh, cold uh, uh, compress around the neck because our, our carotid arteries come to the surface in the in the groin um, where the femoral arteries come to the surface. So important to get um, you know get them cooled down as soon as possible if we're in that heat stroke. Uh, kind of situation um with heat exhaustion same thing we can uh, more of a not as a rapid cooling um but ra- but fairly rapid cooling is, is still going to be very important um one wives tale we can old wives tale we can dismiss though is using rubbing alcohol all oh. right that was one right we should put it right we used to tell you to put it in the tub um, yeah put rubbing alcohol right that, that so cold water is perfectly fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it you know it's interesting because You know, the, the wisdom was always, you know, put the cold water on your neck and it was not necessarily the, the wisdom didn't necessarily say because that's where your arteries are. um, But it was always on your neck and on your wrists, Mm -hmm. um, the backs of your knees, things like that um, to cool you down.
1: Yes, absolutely. So you, if you think about it, wherever you touch all of those places, Deb, you can feel a pulse. Yep. Because the arteries come to the surface. So, and they're not as deep so we can get them cooled. We can get the blood cooled down.
0: So with our older adults, um, you know, I know perspiring sometimes that's impeded just as a function of aging in general. Um, and the individuals may not necessarily recognize that they're hot. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for me to hear, you know, it's 90 degrees and my mom still feels chilly and wants her sweater and, and blanket. Um, so how, is there a a way for the bystander to recognize when someone is in trouble, even though that person doesn't recognize that they're in trouble? Um, <clears throat> anything like that?
1: Sure. Absolutely. And so I think just to, uh, answer the first part of your statement, uh, Deb, is that oftentimes peripheral vasculature is affected, um, as folks age and that affects the, how, how they feel externally. Mm -hmm. Right. So they feel chilly. Right. So, um, and And when you, when you say peripheral
0: vasculature, for those people who maybe aren't familiar with that term, can you explain what peripheral vascular is?
1: (laughs) Sure. I'm sorry. So, uh, (laughs) sometimes I get talking, um, but the uh, the veins and the arteries that are in your arms, your arms and your your legs and your and extremities. that's something
0: that can yep. really be impacted too by for folks who maybe have diabetes, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. okay. Yes, especially, especially the very small vessels, uh, okay, can absolutely be be uh, uh impacted. So important to be uh so in that particular case, good control blood sugar control is important to help you know reduce those long-term mm-hmm. effects as well mm-hmm. yep. so, so um, as, as a friend uh, or a caregiver uh important to watch for some uh, some signs okay uh, watch for increased perspiration uh, because the body is reacting to we, we don't pers- we don't perspire for no reason the body is reacting to a to a event so the body has said okay we recognize that something's not quite right here we are we need to cool down so watch for even if it's minor perspiration because they uh uh, our friends may not be their body may not perspire as much as it used to um so we have to watch for those subtle signs as well um we can also watch for you know skin flushing um important you know uh changes in skin color also changes in mentation so the one of the first things your body will do is if you are starting to go into crisis is your behavior changes. They may become irritable. Um, Your brain is a, as I I like to say, your brain is, wants everything. (laughs) (laughs) If you, your brain wants all the blood sugar, your brain wants all the blood oxygen it can get. So as soon as that, if it's off a little bit, because my circulation is off and and I'm just not getting enough blood flow around your brain will be the first thing affected and you will notice it so um, don't don't pass it off that grandma's just being crabby today yep maybe that you know her brain is being affected lack of oxygenation due to lack of blood flow
0: and i have to say those people who who love me and are around me regularly in the heat know that I get a little cranky in the heat.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, right, right.
0: <laughs> I so am I not at- a hot weather girl. <laughs>
1: sure, sure. So I think at some level we all do probably, but but again, yeah. it's it's important to watch for those subtle signs and, and be involved and check on folks regularly um, during a heat wave, especially if you are a primary caregiver or a neighbor, check on each other um, regularly throughout the day uh, you know, stop by with, with a bottle of water um, just to say hi. Um, and, and again, important to have that interaction and uh, making sure everybody is okay. You know, just as you mentioned earlier today, Deb, like during a hurricane or during a blizzard, we check on our, our loved ones and our friends on a routine basis. You know, heat emergencies are really, especially a heat wave, um, mm-hmm. are really at that same level. So um, again, regular check-ins, um, very, very yeah. important. And, uh, you know, helping folks out if they can't get out um, to get some supplies or whatever they need or that may may um, may be detrimental to their health at this point, then, uh, you know, we should all pitch in and uh, be neighborly and be a good family member.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I've read stories of of folks who are ordinarily physically active, maybe a little bit older, not necessarily um, older, but and it's like, oh, I missed the bus. Well, that's all right. I'll just walk those few blocks. And then the next thing you know, it's like, yeah, no, I can't do this. And it becomes really, important, really critical quickly. Um, one of the questions there, it, people say that when you are in the high rises, the higher up in the apartments you go, the hotter the apartments get. Is that true? So I think I mean obviously my, you can't speak for every building. <laughs> right, right, right. For, for sure. So um,
1: well, I can speak in my own home. Um, that what if I go from the first floor to the second floor, there's definitely warmer. I can you know feel that. Um, and heat rises, you know, generally. So heat will go up um to the to the upper floors. So important to recognize um where you're living, um, making sure you again have uh, if there's no central air or air conditioning in, in uh, that particular building, um, make sure you have supplies in order to keep yourself cool. You know, you know good box fans um, that can move a lot of air uh, to help stay cool. Um, and again, doing things ahead of time to make sure that you, you know, don't lose too much fluid. You know, again, start drinking water in the morning. You know, hydration is the absolute key here. And I think as a society, we've done much better um, recognizing the importance of hydration um and you know and then there's some other things we can help out with too so some people just really don't don't like to drink water and um, um I know my grandmother would tell me I I don't like the taste of water so um but doing some things that we can um you know help enhance that you know it's uh, we're in a great time of the season we have lots of fresh fruits and vegetables out uh, available to us you know uh, making up a pitcher with some mint and cucumber or some uh, citrus um Uh, some, uh, you know, strawberries and blueberries are out right now, you know, again, let them soak in the water and that helps enhance the flavor a little bit and may enhance uh, getting some water into our friends.
0: And I would probably guess, you know, watermelon, cantaloupe, um, all those other fruits and popsicles and ice cream. And, you know, of course, our New England lemonade, Dell's lemonade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. We just want to be careful of, of the sugar content right? Yep. For our, for our friends with diabetes. And um again, sugar can be a diuretic as well. So we don't want to oh. overstimulate our system.
0: That is awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 And is there an issue if it's hot out? If you're, should you try to avoid drinking like ice water to, you know, if they say it shocks your stomach and you're more likely to, to make you sick. Is that true or is that a wives' tale?
1: So I would say um, most importantly is to not guzzle cold water. Okay. Right? You can drink cold water for sure, but drink it slowly. Um, you never want to put a lot of fluid into your system at, a, at one point in time, right? Especially um, for our older friends. So yep. make sure we, um, you know, again, slowly. Um, that's why I said start early, drink often. As opposed to, oh my, oh my Lord, I am super thirsty right now. Let me down this entire bottle of water. Um, that's when we we start to get into trouble because the 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 stomach. So so physiologically, your GI tract, your gastrointestinal tract, and your stomach is not happy right now, because we're going to shut off the blood supply to those organs because they're not really needed right now to survive. Yep. <laughs> so. So the, the blood flow makes them, lack of blood flow makes them angry. So if we put a lot of fluid into them all at one time, Ooh. they don't have the capability of processing that. Okay. So I think that's where the term shocks the system comes from. Yep. But, that, that, but that's why.
0: Okay. Okay. And, you know, I am one of those people that does have trouble with the heat. Um, if there's folks out there who are watching and maybe they have a window air conditioner, but they can't physically lift it to put it in. Is that something, obviously, maybe not for all, but is that something they might be able to call their local fire department non-emergency number and just ask for help in this heat wave?
1: Sure. I think there's plenty of resources out there in our local communities. And, you know, we really want, um, you know, folks to, to reach out. Because we want to prevent that emergency, right? As opposed to, I think what we, I think the theme of what we talked about today is prevention, right? We want to yeah. prevent things. So, uh, be, doing things to help prevent somebody going into crisis should absolutely be our mission and our focus. So, um, you know, the fire department, the local EMS department, the police department, emergency management. There's lots of those resources um, in individual communities to to help folks um, help folks along.
0: Yeah. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure.
1: Right. And I would argue 10 (laughs) pounds, right? (laughs) Yes. yes. You know, it it affects everything downstream. You know, if we are able to keep somebody safe in their home, keep them cool, it keeps them out of the hospital. It keeps ambulances available for somebody else who may need it. Um, It keeps, you know, the hospitals open as opposed to having to, you know, close down for a little bit to clear out their emergency departments. So all of those things, and I said, prevention is is uh, absolutely key um, for us all.
0: And and I've shared, you know, I have trouble with the heat. I don't do well in the heat. I get cranky in the heat. But every so often, I think, eh, it's not that bad. I can go out and weed the garden because it's in the shade, and I have my water, <laughs> and usually there's a really clear indicator when I need to stop. Um, And I just wanted to share this with folks more so for humor. Um, Ben, is it possible for you to split screen? Yes, here I am (laughs) way overheated. Uh, At that point I had been sitting uh, in the air conditioning for a bit and the sweat that had wrung my shirt was, was dried out at that point, but Mm -hmm. Don't get to be like that. Get out of the heat first. <laughs> Thank you Ben. I just wanted to share that because you know it can happen much faster than you realize and you might have this thought that you're more resilient than you really are. Um, and I and that was that was a day that it wasn't bad. I I have been in the heat and ended up having to go to the emergency room because I got way overheated and it happened really quickly. Um, and that was a surprise to me. I have learned my lessons, so and now I don't play around in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing this information. Um, particularly, you know, about the different ways the medications impact our 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 heat, and how the heat impacts our medications, and ways to stay safe. Um, I think it's really important. We've got a big stretch of, of days ahead of us that it's going to be in the 90s with crazy humidity too. Um, we we have lost people in this heat, and hopefully we are preventing that from happening to others today. Thank
1: you. Well, thank you, uh, Deb. It was uh, my pleasure. And um, it's always good to talk about prevention and uh, hope to keep people safe. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Everybody, it is crazy hot. And I shared that picture of me to give you an idea that, yes, I talk to folks about these things, but these things impact me too. Um, And that's one of the things that's really important is that the information we share is for all of us here. So I hope that you've hit the like button and the share button. I hope that you will check out your older adults who may be living in the community or who are in the nursing homes and assisted living facilities. There's specific regulations that say if the outdoor temperature is 80 degrees or over, the facility has to provide an area with air conditioning for someone to go to. Note that that does not specify that there needs to be air conditioning in every single person's room. Some of those rooms get pretty hot, and it's up to the facility to make sure they do what they can to keep an individual as cool as possible. So that's closing the curtains, putting the fans on, um, making sure that the residents are all safe. If you think a facility is too hot, you can always call the Department of Health at 222-5200 and ask them to check. Or you can call the long-term care ombudsman's office at 785-3340 and ask them to go in and do a heat check because we want to make sure that our loved ones and our friends and our family and the people that we care about are safe no matter where they're located in this heat. It's dangerous. We lose more people in heat than we do in other natural disasters. So I'm looking forward to seeing you all next week. Stay cool. Be well. And be kind. If you like this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call four oh
1: one five eight five zero five zero nine. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.